Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we take a look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with a mind's eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hi, Megan. <laughs> oh my goodness, my goodness. So this is June. I Once again, time seems to fly, especially right now when it doesn't really feel like there is any time, right? But here we are. So welcome to June. And, you know, June, you know, this is a time where you know, it kind of marks shifting energies. We've got the solstice uh, happening in June on, I think it's the 20th this year. And of course the solstice is the summer solstice here in the Western, hemi- not the Western, the Northern hemisphere, and then the winter solstice in the uh, Southern hemisphere. So that kind of, you know, that kind of denotes, you know, this kind of change of pace and, you know, we go from dark to light and we have different kinds of daily rhythms. So let's talk a little bit about, some shifting energies in June. Let's start by talking about the retrogrades. The retrogrades, the many, many, many (laughs) of them, including that we start off the month, right, with Venus still retrograde. Venus went retrograde on the 12th or the 13th of May, depending upon what time zone you live in, and will be retrograde until the 24th or 25th, depending on what time zone you live in. Um, And then followed on the heels of that, in the middle of that, Mercury retrograde. So um, it's very, as we like to say, retrograde It feels like an adjective that you, we made up or someone made up. retrograde Very yes. retrograde So just starting with, you know, Venus still retrograde, like feels that sense yeah. of we're still reevaluating, we're still going back over, you know, things and relationships and and experiences in our life to see what holds value. How can we retranslate what is rich and what has worth? Um, Right. You know, it's definitely this time where there are treasures from the past that we can turn to that will have us understand even more what is beautiful, you know, what is pleasurable, Mm. what, you know, really feels like an asset in my life. And I would also say, you know, a way for us to connect to like re-strengthening our sense that we are an asset, right? In all of our unique riches. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You know, I love that you you call this like our treasures from our past, right? You know, and that's so retrograde right? Because the whole idea of the retrograde, of course, or any retrograde is like this opportunity to like pull back and reevaluate, you know, what what we have and what's going on. And, you know, I know for myself, I think we've talked about this and just from other people, I feel like this Venus retrograde really hit home for a lot of people. Like I talked to, you know, a fair amount of people that were just like, what's going on? I really am looking so much deeper around my commitments. Mm -hmm. And that could be commitments around um, relationships, like you were saying, commitments around money, where we invest, you know, our assets, 
you know, for me with the with this Venus retrograde, kind of the the, the theme that I came up with for myself was, is it worth it? Mm, you know, are they worth it? Is this worth it? Am I worth it? You know, that was kind of like the reoccurring theme for me. Yeah, that's so perfect. And, you know, I think on sometimes, I mean, I don't know how your experience was with that, but like sometimes when we say that, it's like, oh no, if we're even questioning something and it's worth, did it not have worth? Does it not have worth? And there could be sort of that emotionality that goes with it, but through that process, right? Really digging in to see like, what has value and where do I want to allocate? And, you know, my investment of time or money or emotion or energy or, or what have you. So that's a really good way to move through this time. Yeah. And I think with Venus, you know, we're talking about relationships and what we value. And a lot of times, you know, with Venus it's about abundance. And I think, you know, one of the things again, that came to my mind during this time is really what is abundance. And I think that we oftentimes associate abundance with money and yes, indeed, money is one form of abundance, but and, you know, you and I did this kind of special meditation process, you know, uh, while all this was going on around abundance. And so it was really cool to kind of dig into that and really look at what does abundance mean? You know, like, what does it mean to feel really, really abundant in your life and, and, and sometimes in the most simplest of ways? Yes, exactly. And like to your point, right, that it's not just related to money. Right. Mm -hmm. That sense and that feeling of just being in a stream and then the allowance for this feeling of like, you know, that life can feel rich in a host mm. of other ways, like the appreciation of just yeah. the nuances and the subtleties of experiences that bring delight and grace and pleasure. So, yeah. you know, that's has been a really telling and interesting journey. Um you know, I think it's interesting too. I've talked to a lot of people when I talk to them about like, okay, it's Venus retrograde now and then there'll be a, a Mercury retrograde. And it's not really a time to push forward. It's a time to mm. be in pause. It's a time to breathe and to see what arises between the breaths. And it's and the reaction that people have had too is like, oh my God, I feel like now I have permission for what I was feeling, which was about mm. not again, like that sense of pushing, but just being right just mm. being and there's so much awareness i think that can arise especially this month you know with the power of that pause and just inhaling exhaling in the space between breaths and i mean that both literally mm. and also figuratively like yes. what arises when we take the time and we expand that time and we make space in there Ooh, that's so, so good. I love that, the pause between the breaths. And I think that, you know, just in the bigger universal scope, I think, you know, with everything that's going on with COVID and all of our daily routines and schedules, for a lot of us, we're having the opportunity to be able to take more of a pause. And like you're saying, it's just been very, you know, in many ways, rich. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you hear? Like when we are able mm -hmm. to have that pause and have that space, like there is um, time and space to hear what would have maybe not either not arisen before or would have gotten drowned out by all the activity and all the mm -hmm. noise of the activity of the pushing yeah. of the moving forward of the pursuit. So, you know, just to honor and to see how 
I mean, I think it's so ingrained in us. Be productive, do, do, do. <laughs> like just the richness yeah. and the value of being, right? Just yeah, being yeah. and the appreciation of, you know, our ability just to be, you know, in this day and right. age. Right. And then so, you know, because the Venus retrograde, um, you know, will come to an end or Venus will station direct on June 24th. And so, you know, like you're saying, you know, you know, we've also, we'll, we'll get into this, we've got a little, not a little, we've got a Mercury retrograde in the mix. So normally when, you know, we get through a retrograde and, you know, we go direct, that is the time to put into more of action, or hopefully you've had these insights, you've had these realizations, and then it's the time to be, you know, experiencing them and moving them forward. But because we've got this overlap with the Mercury retrograde, so let's talk about that Mercury retrograde, because it may slow down a little bit how we do move forward with those new insights. Yeah, completely, right? Like sharing them in words or in designs or how you, the mediums that you use. But, you know, to your point too, I feel like at the end of the month, we do get more of a connection and an understanding that this reevaluation yielded, yet we may not feel yet clear to like know what the exact words or forms are to yeah, put that yeah. out into the world until mid-July after Mercury goes retrograde and it's that interesting sort of sandwich week right between <laughs> on the 17th when mercury goes retrograde then both venus and mercury will be retrograde you know until venus turns around on the 24th so that's a real strong week of just yes. going back and going slow and pausing and reflecting and reevaluating and reassessing and you know, and knowing that there, again, is value, right? That it's not only rich to pursue or to go forward, right? To act in that sort of masculine energy way, but the the feminine receptivity, like there's so much yeah. beauty and glory in that. Mm. Well, dare I say that that, you know, that period, that time between like maybe the 17th and the 24th is going to feel very retrograde-y. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> But just to re-emphasize for our listeners, so what we're talking about here is the Mercury retrograde, <clears throat> excuse me, in Cancer, which will be happening June 17th through July 12th, right? So let's hone in a little bit on the Mercury retrograde in Cancer, because Cancer, of course, is a water sign, and Cancer represents home and family and our sense of security. It's our dream world. So how are you feeling about the Mercury, the retrograde with it in Cancer. Well, and to what you just said too, like when you said home, I was like, bing, 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 bing. I think that's it. I think that's, I mean, I think there's more than just that, right? But it's that whole, also the notion of how are you feeling? Like we've all been mm. home for a long time. I mean, it seems like forever, although maybe it's only been three months or so, right? This new relationship that we have to home and whether that's literally our physical home, right? Whether it's home, like my community is my home and have I been in a react interacting with my community? Not so much, or I've done it in a different way or home is my, my country or home as this sense of my body. And how do I feel at home within myself, whether it be my body or my mind and my spirit. And so I feel like we may, um, get new insights into that relationship mm. with all of those homes and that it's definitely worthwhile. It behooves us to like 
look at those relationships with all those levels of homes through a different angle, right? From a different perspective, which the retrograde, you know, encourages us to do and to look back, like, look, maybe look back Mm -hmm. over the last few months and say, like, you know, what have I learned about like what it means to feel at home, to feel safe and secure and rooted and nested. Right. No, that's so good. And I, you know, I, I live in a, uh, a one bedroom condominium in Seattle. And I tell you, I know every inch of my home space (laughs) and every inch is clean, you know, because during this retrograde, you know, it's me and my, my doggy Sophie and, you know, I love my home, but oh my gosh, you know what I mean? It's, it's very, very interesting. And, you know, also what comes up for me when I think about home, I, I really think about it in terms of sacred space. You know, it ultimately, your home, you know, has so much to do with that feeling, like you're saying, of feeling secure and what that means. And so for me, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with the met, the retrograde Mercury is really, you know, maybe digging into really another level of or another layer of how can you really make your home a sacred space? Oh my God, that's so beautiful. And I think too, like, how can you make your home like that physical um, container that you live in, right? Your home sacred space, but also like as we're now sharing space with people in a different way, whether it's like, okay, I'm ready to go do a six feet apart, like meeting, you know, a walk with a friend mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. I'm create. I actually am sharing space with you, whomever you are while I'm on zoom with you, like that, that still yeah. is space. And maybe to your point, right. we look at all of these spaces that we have and to see how they can become be more sacred, you know, more infused mm, with feeling, yeah. more nurturing. Yeah, and nurturing, I think, is a is a really good word here, too. You know, when I think about, you know, cancer, it's kind of like mom and, you know, she, the nurturing sign of the zodiac. And it also has a lot to do with family, you know, and I think for a lot of us that are a little bit, that we're not living with our families and feel a little bit separate, you know, it's like, like you're saying, how can maybe we connect with our families in some different ways? Yes, for sure. I mean, right? Because also like now a lot of time has gone come past and it's, mm-hmm. you know, do we want to change our, you know, what do we know now that we've had a different schedule or a different pattern with relating to our families? And do we want to change that? Or what are we recognizing from that? Or... So I think that that's a lot of the reflection that is available to us that we can really use that time to go into. Right. And again, with the retrogrades, that again, is that time of, you know, stepping back and reflecting and regrouping and reevaluating. So, yeah, so I think that's going to be interesting. It'll be, I think it could be fruitful in a lot of ways. I think so too. And to your point before too, right, it seems like, we're getting this understanding of what is rich and what is worth it. And then we're like really connecting to our, during the Mercury retrograde and cancer, connecting to our feelings on a different level. Right. And how to communi- yes. know them and communicate them so that when Mercury goes direct on July 12th, I believe it is, after that, we'll have had all this great awareness that we can really maybe more clearly and cogently, you know, infuse in a communication or a directive or a project that we want to put out into the world. Yeah, I think that's really important to kind of note with the timing. You know what I mean? That it could be like more towards we get towards more at the end of the month when we feel like we really can like start moving stuff forward. And 
this is also bringing up another point about June, right? Because we've got something else happening in June and I feel like we need a little drum roll here, but June is the beginning of eclipse season, right? So we have, um, you know, we've got a solar eclipse uh, and we've got a lunar, a lunar and a solar eclipse this month. And, you know, eclipses, what are eclipses about, right? Eclipses to me represent transformation. It's about things coming to things coming to light, you know, endings and beginnings. And just again, here's this like time back into the shifting of energy. So let's talk about the eclipses. Should we start with the lunar eclipse on June the 5th? Yeah. So the lunar eclipse on June the 5th, the Sun is in Gemini and the moon is in Sagittarius. And again, as we have shared before, you know, eclipses and actually most things astrologically are not one day phenomenons, right? You start to feel that eclipse weeks before, like I'm sure it's peppered in, like as you know, May was coming to a close. And with the sun in Gemini and the moon in Sagittarius, the, a lot of that energy, right, has to do with or the focus of their learning about, about learning, right, and communication right. and broadcasting and publishing and how do facts and figures actually lead to larger concepts and a broader sense of meaning. Um, and with a lunar eclipse, things oftentimes really, you know, full moons, things come to light. I would like to think of, you know, when we have an eclipse, we add that adverb really, like things really come to light. <laughs> you know, what what are you really seeing? Like what's arising like, for really. you? Like really, um, you know, what's being illuminated for you and your awareness related to perhaps again, like teaching, educating, you know, learning a language, exploration, um, Which are very Sag, Sagittarius themes, ex- right? Exactly, exactly. So, but again, the moon is eclipsed. So, you know, it may feel like it's harder to access your feeling state. Um, so, or, you know, or the solar state. So, you know, it is that like that balance that's important between like, um, you know, our feelings and that sense of like self. Um, right, and- yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and it's interesting because I actually wrote this down. And, and so I'm going to quote you here, Stephanie, oh, because oh. I think I love, <laughs> I love this, um, like this idea of, you know, of the eclipses. And one of the things you say is, it's things coming to light, but we're not sure how they will unfold yeah. or evolve. Right. And I think again, so here we're back to this theme, you know, kind of that ties in with the retrograde and a little bit of like, you know, things are becoming illuminating. I'm having realizations, but whether it's a retrograde or an eclipse, we're not quite sure what's going to happen with all of this, right? Totally. It's like things are happening, but what's happening? You know, it's it's that sort of sense because it's eclipse, it's obscured. So you do feel like, wow, something's coming to light, but just like the I don't know that the exact word is ramifications, but what this will how this will unfold is not necessarily just yet clear right at that time of the eclipses. It takes some time to know that. Right. And like you're saying, these, you know, these events do are not just one day. Yeah. And I think that that's especially true, you know, with eclipses, you know, we feel them at least, you know, a, a few days, a few weeks before and after. Yeah. And definitely during eclipse season, like be, there's oftentimes a lot of stress in the air. And I think some yes. of it has to do with that amplification of energy, but also this notion of like something's coming to light or something's ending, something's beginning, but I'm not really quite sure where it's going and that stress. And it's just, 
don't stress. I mean, I can't say don't stress in general. Don't stress about that, you know, because it's okay if you're not clear. Like allow yourself to just like sink into the unclarity and that to know that things will be more clearly revealed. Like don't pressure that it's about that, like, you know, really true distilled understanding at this moment. Right. And I also, I think, for my, because I, I, one of the things we're talking about is, is eclipse season. So let's yeah. just so we can have context here. So we've got the two in in June, and then we have more eclipses when November. Well, actually, though, before that, this okay. this season is quite even a little bit more expanded because we have the two in June, the one on June twentieth on the on the solstice. We'll talk about, but also there's one on July fourth which oh, wow, okay. itself feels How like a I miss that? <laughs> big because it's July. <laughs> big, but that feels like a bit, we'll obviously talk about it next episode, Bam. but that feels I like am. a big deal in terms of all of the sense, at least in this, in this, in the United States about like, you know, what's occurring in terms of the country mm-hmm. and the government. And here's this big of this yeah. big holiday independence day and this nationalistic day. And it's like, people's different relationships that are emerging related to their home and their country. Yeah. But we could save that for another moment. Yeah. Well, just that's all very eclipsy, right? It's very eclipsy. Um, we, we should also mention that the uh, the lunar eclipse in Sag does have a square, right? Ooh. We've got that. Yeah. We've got the, the Mars and Pisces squaring it. So that also kind of brings in a little bit of a niggle. You know <laughs> I, mean? niggle. I don't even know if niggle is a word, but, you know, it brings in a little bit more tension there. Oh my god! I think you should copyright the word "niggle." I love niggle? Niggle. Is that an official? <laughs> now it is. It's a so divine word. Uh, I mean, maybe it's a real word too, but I love it. <laughs> um, I love this. Venus, Venus is retrograde into the sign of Gemini, the sign of languages, and we're just like recasting and recreating the English language and like owning it. Um, Okay, the niggle of Mars is the fact that like, yeah, I mean, I think it's important, you know, with this eclipse to like, watch, there could be like an out, an outflux or outflux, I can't even talk anymore, like an outputting of anger, you know, Mars, frustrated Mm -hmm. Mars, Mars is very assertive and full of will and full of fuel, you know, and it's championing and it's warring. And if it's frustrated, it can get very animated and explosive. So you just want to watch for like the possible tendency for explosive energy around you, whether literally, you know, around you sort of more in your vicinity, or just that sense of explosive energy that's out in the world that is definitely out in the world right now anyway. So you know, it, will there be in the world like themes related to like explosive energy or warring or champion related to like Gemini Sag themes, you know, the media and publishing and communication. Politics. Politics. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good reminder. I do. Yeah. Just watch and watch that. Yeah. Watch that will watch that frustration, you know, just become cognizant. I mean, because that's going to be something that come the fall, we're going to be really focused on just as like a little teaser yeah. there. So it's yeah. good to like, start to think about like, how do I use my will? And how do I react when my will is frustrated? Okay. Okay, good. All right. So let's, let's talk about the second eclipse of the month, which is the cancer solar eclipse on June 20th, which of course is also the solstice. Oh my God. So that feels, <laughs> how does that feel? I'm like, like feeling into it. It, it I don't know. How, I mean, it's like to have the eclipse on the solstice feeling the solstice is such again, like changing energy and changing light and changing time. So 
that's got to be interesting. <laughs> oh my God, that's all I can say. Right? That's all I got. Um, yeah, definitely interesting. Um, and again, with a solar eclipse, which is um, solar eclipse is like a new moon eclipse. So the sun and the moon are in Cancer. It yields new chapters emerging. But for those new chapters to emerge, oftentimes things close, conclude, release let go so definitely you know if you feel like things are going away or disappearing or you're wanting them to disappear you're you're surrendering them you're you know you're tying that up in a really nice bow like that's part of what's being invited so that this new beginning kind of really have roots so again it's not just about like let's start again let's start again it's like okay what needs to conclude so that we can start again Wow, this month is very forward, backward, backward, oh forward. I mean, right? Very upside. I mean, down. I'm just like, wow, this is so interesting. Yes, it's a lot. It's it's really a <laughs> lot of energy to hold. And maybe that's why it's yeah. really important for all of us to breathe. I mean, the other yeah. thing about the solstice, like the solstice, the two solstices, like the equinoxes, are the beginning of a new season and the beginning of the new Mm -hmm. season is the cardinal point. It's the beginning of the cardinal Mm -hmm. signs. And it's thought that those times of the years or those points really connect to the collective. They remind you that the personal is like the personal is connected to the connected to the world. And so, you know, it's not surprising if there's a now a continuation of just like, really groundbreaking events that occur in the world that maybe remind us again to that theme you spoke to of home, of family, mm-hmm. of nationality, mm-hmm. you know, of how do we deal with our feelings and our emotions? How do we feed ourselves? You know, yeah. food could be a big theme as well. Ooh. Yes. I'm like, oh my goodness, this just feels, I mean, ultimately it all feels very juicy. You know what I mean? If we can kind of like be in that space to just work through the energies and be present to the energies. Um, Well, let's, because we're going to do the tarot card for the month, but before we do this, let's just do, we've got something else happening just kind of like at month's end, which I think is important to note, especially as it kind of will take us into July and it has a reverberation throughout the year. So we've got Jupiter Pluto square again, right? And that's towards what, the end of the month? What date is that? So depending what time zone you're in, it's either on the 29th or the 30th of June. And this is the second of three Jupiter-Pluto squares that really color this year. The first was in early April. The third will be, I believe it's November 12th. And then the second is this one at the end of this month. And Jupiter, big expansion, growth, Pluto, you know, breakdowns, you know, (laughs) breakdowns for rebirth, looking at the shit, like, you know, what is power? What is control? Looking at our shadow. I mean, it's like, you know, owning the darkness. It's like that big, you know, the structures that can't hold and don't have integrity, the breakdown of them, which is something that we've already been seeing. So, right. And it's happening in the sign of Capricorn and Capricorn has so much to do with you know, fundamental structures in our life, you know, whether it's, you know, government or banking or, you know, secure, you know, securities. So again, that's going to be 
Interesting. Interesting. I love that. I love that. It's so it's so perfectly interesting. But you know, I think I kind of want to get back to which feels very retrograde. I'm going to go back a few moments to something that you said. That's so retrograde of you, yes. And I really think the importance, you know, with all that emphasis in the beginning of Gemini and the Venus retrograde in Gemini, the thinking and the and your mind and the understanding, the conceptualization. But then we get to that eclipse on June 20th. And it's so important to really tap into your gut. What mm. feels right? What doesn't feel right? What mm. nourishes me? What doesn't? Because I think that's also going to be really grounding, especially mm. because there is that huge level of that transformative invitation coming in with that Jupiter-Pluto. So, you know, just to think about what feeds you, what nourishes you, what has you feel rooted and grounded feels really important. I'm glad I'm glad you retrograded back there for a minute because I, I agree. I think that is really important. And I also love that you're talking about trusting your gut, which is very cancer, right? You know, but I think, you know, in this time of, you know, over information and so much going on at the end of the day, you know, coming home to ourselves and really going within and trusting that gut. So yeah, that's that's really good, Stephanie. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up. Coming home, can I just give a shout out to that? <laughs> can I retrograde back to that? Coming, I feel like that could be the one of the themes for the month, what you just said. Coming mm. home to ourselves. Beautiful. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God, if we were in the podcast studio, I would like give you a big hug right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Well, distant six feet away hug. <laughs> exactly. Virtual hug. Okay. All right. So we gotta do the tarot card of the month. Yes, we do. Okay, so the tarot card for the month, I chose the moon card. And, you know, because when I think about the moon, you know, I think about all that kind of cancer energy and and also because, you know, we have these eclipses. And what the moon card in the tarot really represents is um, going into the darkness. You know, in a lot of ways, they associate the moon card with the dark night of the soul. But that may sound a little heavy handed, but you know, in a higher sense, it's really by going into the darkness is where we really find the wisdom. And so the idea with the moon card is like, you have to go into the darkness to ultimately find the light or the wisdom or the illumination. And it can only come from those darkest reaches of self. And so it can be a little bit tricky. I mean, the moon card, when you think about the moon card, the moon casts like an illusionary light, you know, the, <clears throat> the moon can be kind of bewitching. And, you know, we think about, you know, spellbound or moonstruck. And so sometimes with the moon card, it's like, it's like, here we are kind of talking about this month about, are we going forward? Are we going backwards? With the moon card, it's very much what's real and what's not real. And really knowing that the only way you're going to know that is like really going within and finding your own light. The other thing about the moon card is sometimes uh, the dark element represents being stuck in the past. And in the imagery of the moon card, oftentimes you'll see a pond in front of two towers. And 
rising out of the pond is actually a scorpion. And the idea with the scorpion is a scorpion has been traveling through the mud or the darkness of the underworld. And then the scorpion rises out of the mud. And then it goes to that mythology about Scorpio is like when Scorpio rises out of the underworld, it transforms into the eagle and the eagle can see middle farther and higher than any other bird. And so again, it's this very transformative energy of like, if I can go into the darkness and I don't get stuck there, (laughs) if I can like find a way to find that light and rise out again, you know, that's the kind of the rebirth. There's so much wisdom and illumination there. So I thought the moon card would be a really powerful archetype for this month. Can I tell you something? It's like, it's like everywhere. I mean, every which thing that we've talked about, right? Whether it be like the lunar eclipse or solar eclipse in Cancer, the sign of the moon or that Jupiter Pluto, like going to the darkness and the underworld. Yeah, right. That's right. Oh my God. It's just such a beautiful card to really like carry us through the whole month. Right. And to, you know, in a way to <clears throat> be willing to embrace that darkness, yeah. you know, that there's light in there, <laughs> light in the darkness. Oh, oh my that. gosh, Stephanie. Wow. So this is another month of So, Dem- so Divine. <laughs> this was really great. Thank you so much for being here with me and for everybody out there. Thank you so much for tuning into So Divine. Um, We really appreciate you. And if you want to reach out to us, you can contact us at sodivine.us. Send us an email. Let us know your thoughts. um, Subscribe to the podcast and uh, have a wonderful June. Have a wonderful June and a big thank you to you, Megan, to thank you to everyone out there who's listening and a big thank you to our producer, Sebastiano Tecchio, for all of his help and support. So have a wonderful, illuminating, transformative June.